This is episode number 123 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we had the opportunity to talk with Darren Mulligan from We Are Messengers again. If you didn't hear our first conversation, you can get a link to it in the show notes over at thechurchcollective.com, but we got some really fun stuff in this interview, so here we go with episode number 123 of the Church Collective Podcast. So you, so you mentioned on this tour, it's a little different than what people might be expecting from a tour. And like, I love the idea that you guys are a little more spontaneous or... Like maybe yeah. what, what does that look like? So how did you, I mean, at some level you have to plan for some spontaneity in there, right? Like, but like <laughs> pra- practically, how did, how do you guys prepare for that? Like what, what's the difference yeah. between night to night? Well, I think the difference is that we don't just um, show up, play our show and then hope that God will cause magic sauce on it. You know, sure. right. We, uh, there's an attitude of prayerfulness throughout the day and there's an attitude of treating each other like sons and daughters of Jesus, you know, mm. of treating each other with respect and dignity. Um, at four o'clock every day, we have a time where we spend roughly an hour in the venue with the doors locked. Sure. So it's just the, the tour and, and the tour crew. And we'll read the word together, yeah. uh, pray over each other. And then we'll take about 40 minutes. We put on some worship music and we'll literally pray over every seat in the room. Mm. You know, whether that's 1,500 or 2,000 seats, we're praying over each of them believing that God is a specific thing to do. Sure. Uh, now, the first half of the set is, is pretty typical in terms of CCM. So Zach comes out, plays a couple of songs. I come out, play a few songs. Um, Big Daddy Weave play four or five songs. Then there's an intermission. Now, this is where it gets really fun. After the intermission, it's like, you know, anything applies. So we have a rough set list of songs, but what we've done is we've stripped it back. So it's just a few acoustic guitars, a piano, and a, a small drum kit, a mini drum kit. Mm. Um, we have found that each night, you know, the set never gets followed. It breaks up very organically. Nobody's like calling it, let's do this song. Sure. It, it just bleeds into songs. It doesn't sound perfect. I'd say some nights it sounds pretty rough, if we're honest. Sure. But in the middle of it, there is room for silence. Dude, there was a couple, few nights ago, Mike started singing I Exalt Thee. And the song finished, and it was, I know God is always with us, but the whole room was aware that God was with us. Hmm. And there was a silence that I can't even explain. You know, sometimes at, like, Christian events, there'll be a silence, but it'll be like, there'll be coughing, and sure. somebody will be saying, amen, 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 in the corner. <laughs> right. You know? This was just silence, nothing, like, for minutes and minutes. And honestly, it was in those moments where I kind of, you know, you kind of feel like, well, I go, I better build a, a house here. Right. So Jesus can stay here with us. Sure. Yeah. So there's just little beautiful moments like that. And those things are followed by us laying hands on as many people as we can. That's tour members, tour crew, production team, hmm. and band members. We'll be down front or we'll, we'll chase people into the audience just to hug them, cry with them, laugh with them. Sure. And uh, and God's been setting us all free from a lot of things in our own lives. You know, He's the crowd always thinks they've been more blessed. We've been far more blessed. Sure. You know. Um. So yeah, a little bit of structure. <laughs> then once you pull the reins off, then God just goes, "Okay, now I can do what I wanted to do instead of you getting in the way with all your your brilliant ideas." Right. So it's it's pretty beautiful, and and you know what? For like CCM artists, and I hate using that term. Sure. It's not what you would expect at all. 
you know? And right. it's not what Bethel would do. Sure. Right. Remember, you remember we talked before about this idea of um, balancing the high spiritual kind of emotive worship of really great worship teams like Bethel and Jesus Culture, for right. those who, who blessed my life incredibly. Yeah. And then more of the... Uh, the songwriting about the humanity of who we are, sure. experience a real God. This balances that, hmm. you know? So in the middle of those beautiful worship moments, what we'll do is I'll crack a stupid joke <laughs> or we'll do something really awkward just to pull people away from that feeling so then we can go again. Okay, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Yeah. You know? And so I think it's a it's a wonderful attempt to balance the two, and I, I would love to be involved in more of that going sure. forward. I mean that that uh, that realness <laughs> to worship leadership that reminds me like I'm I'm a local worship leader. Just a few weeks ago, we had a catastrophic failure between our backing tracks and where the team was, and like just during <laughs> service, I just stopped it. You know, turned around, you know, said, "Hey, knock it off." <laughs> I told the band to stop, and then just told the church, "Like, hey." Um, so Mariah Carey did something like this a couple months ago. How was that for you? And, you know, we laughed and moved on. So like, I love the, when we were unpacking that, it was like, okay, you know, I remember telling my team, we're going to make mistakes. And, and it almost felt yeah. like they all felt like there was, this was the first song of our set. And it felt like the engagement of all of our services for the weekend, like people were more on board at that point than any yeah. other point in any of our services. So yeah. maybe you got some encouragement to somebody it's like, that's probably like mortifying for them to make a mistake while they're leading worship. Oh, listen, <laughs> even at the level we're at, sure. we're making mistakes every night. Yeah. <clears throat> we're forgetting words. We're hitting bad notes. Our transitions between songs are not slick in any way, <laughs> shape or form. Sure. Um, in that second half particularly. And what that allows is it takes the burden off us. We don't have to try and make something wonderful happen. Yeah. You know, we don't have to, try and do anything we can just go god this is what we're bringing we're just bringing some honesty yeah and we need you to do everything else sure you know and so often i i believe we need to be excellent in how we approach things i really do but excellence is not just skill based and performance based excellence is where's your heart really at are you excellently seeking god are you diligently seeking him and when you do the pressure's off because you know what no matter how many people i uh, offend and I think that's a good thing if you're offended at the kind of things I'm offending you're about you're just religious <laughs> right but no matter how many people I offend no matter how many mistakes I make if God is in that room no one's going to even notice what I did mm. like nobody nobody remembers us singing I exalt thee the other night sure. what they'll remember is there was a holy moment that broke into our usual mundane nonsense yeah. and People change because of that. So, dude, making mistakes. Look at Peter. Look at Paul. Look at any of these fellas. Mm. Ridden with mistakes, but totally reliant on Jesus. Sure. Man, that's good stuff. Do you, um, how, how, how do you balance? Because you said, like, we pursue excellence. Could you maybe talk? Because <laughs> you want to do the best you can. Like, yeah. wh where is that line? Like, how, how like, what, I guess, what is you as a tour? Like, how do you guys rehearse? but also leave room for this stuff and like how do you get ready for it yeah i'll be honest i didn't even go to rehearsals i sure. had two days I want to see my family hmm. and mike and the guys when they were rehearsing for it um with big daddy weave you know what they did they sat around and worshiped hmm. and sang songs to god that we weren't even necessarily going to sing on the tour yeah and they prayed and they bled over each other you know that that kind of heart of worship um 
that's how they prepared. They're excellent musicians, so they can carry that off, not having rehearsed super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you. I think okay. We'll put it this way: you hear the thousand <laughs> hours rule. You've heard about that, haven't you? What? What like, was it again? To be excellent at something, you need to put ten thousand hours. Right. Yep. Right. Everybody's heard that. Sure. And everybody goes, ah, yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> it just is true. So I can I can walk into most places with my acoustic guitar and make it through sounding relatively okay. Mm-hmm. There are much better musicians and singers than me. That's not the point. But because I've worked at my craft for so long, I'm able to get by. Mm. But the real, the real like beauty and diligence and wonderment happens when we're actually diligent with the word. We're diligent with praying, hmm. you know. We're diligent with seeking God's face, and we're diligent in loving each other. Those are things that are all excellent. And when we when we do those things, then all the ten thousand hours that we just put in, then it comes together perfectly. Yeah. When I say perfect, I don't mean like sounding perfectly. It's just skill that's been honed, honor um, honoring God mm-hmm. with prayer and love. And obedience, that's a dangerous, dangerous thing. Sure. And it certainly annoys hell an awful lot. And that makes me very happy, you know. Right. Yeah, it's almost like the, the 10,000 hours rule. <clears throat> Excuse me, the, the 10,000 hours rule that we're all, you know, we've heard that. We, we apply it to our musicianship. We apply it to their, our leadership. Man, like imagine if you carried that, that burden for, I'm going to spend 10,000 hours in the Word. I'm going to spend 10,000 hours secretly worshiping God and praying and, and you know, being yeah. less, or, less concerned. Yeah. Or I'm going to te- spend 10,000 hours loving people in my mm. community yeah. without anybody ever knowing. Right. You see, it's easy to, like, go out and do things and then say, oh, I did this for such and such a person. Sure. But what honors God, and do, I'm only realizing this, and I'm only starting to live it out, is what I do when I'm on my own. Right. How do I love God excellently when I'm on my own, when there's nobody around to see? Mm-hmm. And the answer is not well enough. Yeah. It can never be well enough, but nowhere near what I'm capable of doing, you know? Um, and I think we need that heart change. I think I think structured worship teams like a church, like you guys are involved in, I think that is an incredibly thankless job um, for the most part sure yeah. but I think it's something so important to our communities and our church communities mm. but if you guys aren't seeking God all week long before I guess the Sunday you're only bringing them noise mm. you know and you like you've heard it you cannot lead a man anywhere you've never been right so if you've never been kneeling in front of Jesus how are you ever going to bring a crowd there but we like we want the quick fix. We want to sing the nice songs and play the nice chords and practice really hard. Sure. And then try and stir up emotion. Nah, listen, go and love Jesus. And if you don't get to rehearse, I would rather do that. Hmm. You should be able to do both. Sure. Uh, but don't come into church on a Sunday and pretend to a congregation that we're going to worship the Lord now. Mm-hmm. When you have no nothing in you that has done that all week yeah um, now that's not to say you can't stand in front of that congress and say listen if i'm honest i've messed this up this week hmm. and i want to sing to the lord sure because there's grace immediately covers that it's not a condemnation thing but i'm just saying wouldn't it be better if i had prepared all week right. before we get 
shows at the weekend. Um, yeah, I'm hard on myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I need to be because I'm a. I'm still flesh and spirit, and my flesh is very dangerous, you know. True. Hmm, sure. So I, I need to be to be at me a lot more. Yeah. You know. You got um, maybe advice for, say, like the worship leader with a small church, small team. Maybe they're feeling like I feel like I'm trying to get there, but my team I can't even get them to print out their chord charts for the weekend, you know, or show <laughs> or show up on time. Like any starting encouragement for them to like help yeah. help them along. How do they shepherd their teams? Yeah, I would say again, look at Jesus. What did he do? So he had, he had these twelve disciples. You know, they had seen him cast out demons, raise the dead, and then this demon comes across, and and they try casting the demon out, but to no avail. Mm. You know, <clears throat> and Jesus looks at them like, "What's the problem here? You know, you've been with me, you've seen what I have done, and you can't even cast this wee pathetic demon out." True. So what I'm saying is, the way you feel, Jesus has felt that. Hmm. <coughs> but Jesus' response is not to belittle. He 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 does sound like he's bemused at times. Like really, <laughs> don't get this. And I think your response like that is okay. But what does he continue to do? He doesn't cast them away. He says, "Come and walk with me. You know, come follow me and learn to walk in hmm. the unforced rhythms of my grace." So your team members are frustrating you. Take them with you. Like, if you think they're not diligent, well, like, invest time in talking about what diligence actually is. Invest time in praying for them. There's a, a phrase a guy used the other day, was really important to me. He said, um, excuse me. <coughs> he said that, talking about humility, and he said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking more of others. Mm. So great leaders like Jesus Christ think more of others than of themselves. Anytime you want to take someone somewhere, lead somebody somewhere, go and see how Jesus does it and then copy him. Mm. He's our template True. Uh, for, for living in every area of our lives. Yeah. What about on the other side of it, encouragement or maybe even <coughs> um, admonition for a worship leader who is coming mm. in and just doing it every week and not really personally doing it or personally like seeking after God on yeah. a daily basis well I'm Irish so asking me that <laughs> um, my go to response would be you need to address it with them so you need to offer them correction mm. of some sort that, I'm not saying discipline that's not the word sure. but help them correct their behavior you have to remember it's a very important position People that are in leadership are going to be judged so much more severely than those in, in the flock, in the congregation. Mm. So if you really want to love them, let them know when they're making mistakes and then help them correct those mistakes. Always find a way to reconcile sure. and make it right. Um, <coughs> sometimes people sing songs they shouldn't be singing songs. Mm. You know? Sometimes we think it's good to be a worship leader, even though God hasn't called us to be a worship leader. So I would say we need to all check ourselves very often. Mm -hmm. Like I need to check myself. Am I still called to be an evangelist through music? I asked, like me and my wife had a conversation the other night, just making sure that's what we're called to be and called to do. Yeah. Because even good things can be dangerous if they're not, you know, orchestrated by the will of God. So. 
just check yourself regularly, you know? Mm. And I think the, the through line I keep hearing is relationship. Like you were saying, like investing in communicating with each other and your teams and your leaders and yeah. So important. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to communicate. You yep. have to be able to communicate because how can you admonish somebody if you don't love them? Right. If that's the case, you're just passing out judgment. Sure. But it's, it's a loving thing to warn somebody when they're doing something that is spiritually harming or, or dangerous. That's yeah. a very loving thing. And if you do it in love, it will be received. If you do it out of anger or frustration or jealousy or bitterness, you're in a whole lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. Let none of us do anything that is not motivated by the love of God. Yeah, that's a big deal. How can our um, community be praying for you guys while you're out here? Oh, goodness. Whew. Um, pray for stamina mm. um, for my wife and my wee babies that they will continue to know God and feel the presence of God when daddy's gone um, that they will become reliant on Jesus mm. but not to the point where they don't need me you know sure. I need them right. as a daddy and as a husband and a spiritual father I need them to need me mm. just pray for our wee family in that regard you know Yeah. Um, I think Pray that we get the right opportunities, hmm. that we say no to the wrong ones, and that we say yes to the right ones. Yeah, ones that will yield uh, yield fruit or fruit, ones that will yield fruit, and uh, fruit that is long lasting, that is permanent, yeah. not not just you know stuff that fades away. Sure. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com, hit that contact button, and we'll get you connected. God bless.